Okay, boys and girls, adults too, we're going to spend a few minutes thinking about the story we just read, the story about the wise men. And I need your help this morning to tell the story. So if you have a hand, could you stretch out your hand like this? If you're a boy or a girl, stretch your hand out if you've got one. High up in the air. If you're an adult, you can do it too if you want. And what I want you to do is to point with your pointy index finger. The one right next to your thumb, point up in the air. Now you just keep doing that until your arm hurts. And uh, I've got a, a little pointer myself this morning that I'm going to use. It's a little bit bigger than yours. Uh, don't be offended by that. Now, this morning, we're going to be doing a lot of pointing. You put your hands down now for a moment. We're going to do a lot of pointing because in the story we just read, there are three things which point to Jesus as king. Three things which point to Jesus as the king of Christmas. Now, the first thing that points to Jesus as king is the star. Now, I want you to say after me, with a big pointing action, the star points to the king. So, let's try it together. The star points to the king. That wasn't very good. Let's try it one more time. Nice and loud. The star points to the king. Now, we put stars on top of our Christmas tree, don't we? I've got one here. Don't tell my wife. I've taken this from the top of our tree. But after Jesus was born, the Bible says that a star appeared in the sky. Now, it wasn't a star like this. It wasn't a pretend star. And it wasn't a small star like this. You've heard of twinkle, twinkle, little star. Well, this was twinkle, twinkle, big, bright, beautiful star. In fact, it was so amazing, Matthew's story tells us that many miles away, some wise men saw this big, beautiful, bright star up in the sky. These men were stargazers, and one night they couldn't believe their eyes when they saw this big, beautiful, bright star. Immediately they knew something special had happened. They knew, say it again with me, that the star points to the king. Oh, that was diabolical this time. Try it again. The star points to the king. That's right. And so they got together their transport, their camels probably, and they set out to follow the star. And you know what? The star pointed them to King Jesus. In fact, this is amazing. At one point in the story, God moved the star across the sky to lead the wise men to King Jesus. Now, who would like to see this morning, who would like to see a moving star? Yeah? Gary would like to see one. With great technology and engineering, we have our own star up here in the balcony. So if Rodney, you could just demonstrate, hopefully this will work. (laughs) 
Now, it took, it took six hours to prepare that and ten minutes for the rest of the talk. Anyway, so God moved the star across the sky so that it would point them to the king. That's what God did. And it wasn't a little star made with cardboard. It was a big, bright, beautiful star. So, one time, one last time, say it with me. The star points to the king. Oh, but there was a second thing. There was a second thing in our story, in Matthew's story, that points to King Jesus. Not just the star, but secondly, the Bible. The Bible points to the king. Could you say that with me? The Bible points to the king. One more time. The Bible points to the king. The wise men were led by the star to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was the big capital city of the day. It was a bit like Edinburgh. And in Jerusalem, there was a king. And his name was King Herod. He wasn't a very nice king. But he was the Jewish king. So they went to King Herod. And they said to King Herod, King Herod, we've seen this bright, big, beautiful star in the sky. And it's pointing us to a king who has been born. King Herod, do you know where the king has been born? Can you tell us where the king has been born? Well, King Herod scratched his head. Because King Herod didn't know about a king who had been born. And so King Herod gathered together all the cleverest, smartest people in all of his kingdom, and he asked them where the king was to be born. And these wise, smart men went away and they looked up their Bibles because they knew the answer was in the Bible about where God's king would be born. Now, in those days, it wasn't Bibles in books like this. They used scrolls as their Bibles. And these helpers of Herod went away and they found a scroll that said where the king was to be born. Now, in uh, this hall somewhere, I've hidden a scroll. Okay, our own little scroll that we need to find this morning. Now, I would like a boy or a girl to maybe come and try and help me to find the scroll. Now, there's a prize in this, okay? So, you know, it's, it's really worth doing. So, who would, who would like to help me? Maybe someone a little bit older. So, if we go for... Maybe, do you want to come up? Come right up into the pulpit here. Now, we're going on a scroll search. Now, what's your name? Ennis. Ennis. Now, Ennis, have you heard of the game Hot or Colder? Hot or Colder? I'll, I'll tell you what you do, okay? Now, you search around the room... And when you're getting near to finding it, I'll say you're getting hotter, you're getting warm, you're getting roasting, right? When you're far away from it, I'll say you're cold, you're freezing, okay? And I'll direct you. Now, you've only got 60 seconds, so there's a bit of time pressure on you here, all right? Now, first of all, so let's, we'll start the clock, and I'll tell you what, if you go up into the balcony, I think that's where you should start to look, so up you go, and if you head up to the right there, okay, 60 seconds, oh, you're down to 50 seconds now, right? Go up quickly, look under the, look under the seats at the back row there. Head along. You're getting a little bit warmer. A little bit warmer. Keep going. Keep going. Keep looking. Check under everyone's legs there. Check in their bags. Go. Right, I'll tell you what. Go to the back door. I think it's warmer at the back door. Try away at the back door there. I think you're getting warmer. 45 seconds. You're absolutely freezing. You're absolutely freezing. You need a winter jacket on. 
Right, try downstairs. Go down the stairs. I think this is what they call a wild goose chase. (laughs) 30 seconds left. Check up at the sound desk at the back there. You're getting a little warmer. A little warmer. 20 seconds. I'll tell you, come come back to the pulpit quickly. Quickly. See if you get warmer this way. You're getting hot now. You're getting warmer. You're getting much warmer. Try coming up the pulpit steps again. Is it, is it anywhere around here? You're sizzling. You're sizzling. Right. Try up, try up in this area up here. Have a look around the seat there. Check around the seat. See if you can see a scroll somewhere. You found it? Yes, well done. Well done. Right, down you come. Right, can you can you read what's on the what's on the scroll? Is that... But New Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel, the prophet Micah. Thank you so much, Ince. That was brilliant. Now you take one of these. Okay, and thank you so much. Well done. So that was the answer, wasn't it? That Bethlehem was the place where the king would be born. And here's what's amazing about this. The Bible predicted this many years before Jesus was born. Remember our phrase. Say it again with me. The Bible points to the king. Even hundreds of years before. Now, here in my hand, this is my birth certificate. Now, let me just read you a few things on this. It says, name, uh, surname Adams, uh, four names Colin Andrew. Birth date, 19, etc., etc. <laughs> and then, oh, and, and this is the bit, and I'm quite proud of this, okay? Birthplace, where I was born, Stop Hill Hospital, Glasgow. Now, you always knew there was something funny about me. I'm from Glasgow, that's, the, that, that's what it is. But here's the thing. After I was born, after I was born, my mum and dad went into the registry office And they filled in the details and they told them where I was born. That's what we do, isn't it? We do it after the fact. But hundreds of years before, God had already made up a birth certificate. The Bible was already pointing to the fact that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. See, the Bible is God's powerful word. The Bible points to the king. And because it pointed to the king, the wise men knew where to go. They knew to go to Bethlehem. You know, some people have said that the Bible is a hymn book. H-I-M book. It's a book about him. About the Lord Jesus. The Old Testament looks forward to him. And the New Testament is all about him. And so, when we read our Bibles, wherever we read in our Bibles, it's always exciting Because it's about the Lord Jesus. Next year, we're reading through the whole of the Bible in a year. And you know, the reason we're doing that isn't just to get more knowledge of the Bible. The reason is to get more knowledge of Jesus because the Bible points to him. Let's say that phrase one more time together. The Bible points to the king. So the star points to the king and the Bible points to the king. But there's a third and final thing that points to King Jesus. And that third thing is the worshippers. 
The worshippers. Could you say this with me? The worshippers point to the king. Oh, that wasn't good. Come on. The worshippers point to the king. First the star, and second the Bible, pointed the wise men toward the king in Bethlehem. But when the wise men arrived in Bethlehem, they too pointed to the king by their worship. The Bible says that when they saw the child and his mother, they bowed down and they worshipped him. That's strange, isn't it? The wise men were worshippers of the little child Jesus. Here's a famous uh, picture painted by a man called Rembrandt and it's a picture of the wise men worshipping Jesus. And you see one of them there is bowing down. He's a man, but he's bowing down to the child Jesus. Now, I imagine when you were born in hospital that your grannies and granddads, that your aunts and uncles came in and I'm sure that they wanted to hold you and give you cuddles. But one thing they didn't do was bow down and worship you. That would be strange, wouldn't it? If they worshipped you. But the wise men knew that Jesus was the most special baby who has ever lived. The wise men knew that Jesus was the King of Kings. They knew that He deserves our worship at Christmas time and all of the time. So they bowed down to Jesus and very famously, they gave Him three gifts. Three gifts fit for a king. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you know what? Listen to this. At the first Christmas, the only person that got presents was Jesus. It was Jesus' birthday. It was a day about him being the king. So say it again with me. The worshippers point to the king. The worshippers point to the king. I wonder, this December 25th, whether we will remember that Christmas is not about getting, but about giving worship to Jesus. Can I tell you something sad, boys and girls? Something really sad. While Christmas is Jesus' birthday, sometimes on Jesus' birthday, we forget about Jesus. Isn't that sad? Boys and girls, imagine going to a birthday party, and I know you go to lots of birthday parties, Imagine going to a birthday party where the birthday boy or girl is ignored. That would be terrible. Imagine going to a birthday party where the birthday boy or girl gets no presents and where all the other boys and girls get lots of presents. Imagine going to a birthday party where the birthday boy or girl isn't the centre of attention. That just wouldn't be right, would it? Yet at Christmas... So easily we spend the whole day getting presents for ourselves and having fun with our friends and family, which is great, except we forget all about Jesus. This Christmas, I hope we will all give Jesus his rightful place as the center of attention. I hope we'll point to him with our worship. Not that we give Jesus presents, of course. He doesn't need our gifts. But we can give him our praise. We can give him our trust. We can give him our time. And we should give him our lives. We can say this Christmas, Jesus, you are more important to me than even my favorite toy. Because only you came into the world 
to die on a cross to be my saviour, to be my friend, to forgive my sins. We can say, Jesus, you are my king. That would make Jesus very happy this Christmas, I'm sure. If some of the boys and girls, if some of the adults said to Jesus, I want you to be king of my life, to be saviour of my life. Now, in a moment, we're going to sing a song of worship to Jesus as we finish. And as this song is sung, I'm going to ask the children to come to the front. I'm going to be down the front here. And I have for each of you a laminate card which has on it the the verses, the story of the wise men. It's Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12, and it's called The Christmas King. Now, also on the back of it, there's going to be a, a chocolate sweet as well, okay? But, but here's, here's the important thing. This Christmas morning on Thursday, I want you, if your parents don't read a Christmas story, I want you to pester your parents to read this story off this card. So that at least for a few minutes, you focus on Jesus, the one whose birthday it is, and you remember as a family to worship him. Because, let's recap one more time with the three things now. The star points to the king. The Bible points to the king. And the worshippers point to the king. Let's sing together. O come, let us adore him. Christ the 